Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the show. Now, every now and then you have a topic that, well, may feel like someone is getting in your business. Maybe I'm going to get a little bit too close to home today. Maybe I'm going to make you feel uncomfortable. Well, guess what? That's the point. Why else listen to a podcast called Crazy Enough to Win? We go big. We challenge mediocrity. We talk about difficult things. So today's topic is how to stop caring too much. Some of you just care too much. And from all places imaginable, sociopaths may provide some clues for happiness. Sociopaths may provide something valuable for other people. Now, stay with me until the end. You don't want to miss the story that I'm going to end with because it's very personal. So let's start with the brain. The brain is a funny, funny organ. And the most accomplished scientists are still discovering the wonders of this peculiar and powerful mass of tissue and cells. With all its magic and mystery, the brain does not multitask. Now, I know what you're thinking. Everybody thinks, well, we need to learn to multitask. Well, multitask is hogwash. And contrary to public opinion, the brain sucks at handling too many things at once. This is evident simply by the existence of both the involuntary and voluntary thought processes. I mean, thankfully, thankfully, we don't have to think about breathing or a heartbeat in order to live. Lord knows if we did, I would have forgotten to do so long, long ago. Now, metacognition is thinking about what we are thinking about. And if we can be aware of what we are thinking about, we can choose what to actually think about. Or can we? Do we have a choice about what we spend brain time on? And can we make a literal choice on how we consume mental energy? And there are people who enjoy starting those metaphorical fires. You know those people. There's always drama in their lives. And there are people who enjoy putting out those metaphorical fires. So in other words, there are people who create drama as well as people who feel the need to help others deal with drama. And isn't it a match made in heaven when those two people get together? And I've come to find out that I'm a little bit guilty of the latter. From an early age, I have felt the need to help people fix problems and challenges in life. And this has become even more evident as a parent than in any other part of my life. And you might ask, John, but John, isn't that a good thing? Hmm, stay with me. Stay with me. You don't want to miss this. Since the brain 
doesn't multitask. It actually jumps from one thought to another at a time. And we may believe we're multitasking, but we are not. This is evident when we are focused on catching a fly ball in baseball. The brain cannot ponder the challenges for Latin American economics while at the same time calculating the flight angle and terminal location of a baseball relative to our position on the field. We are indeed one thought at a time creatures. And we can make the choice regarding what to think or even what to care about. And believe me, believe me, as a recovering fixer, it is not easy. With practice and effort, we can make deliberate choices about what we spend time thinking or even more importantly, worrying about. And the best way to self-analyze is by splitting a thought into two parts. The first part is, should I even care about this? Should I care about this? And the second part is, am I responsible for this? And mark this in your memory. Responsible literally means our ability to respond. Do we have to respond to everything? And should I care about this particular thought? Hmm. Should I compare about this particular thought that's in my brain? And I've learned that we spend far too much mental energy on crap that makes us, well, makes no difference in our lives. We cry, we fight, we curse things that are completely inconsequential. We obsess over issues that have no impact on us. We literally waste our single focus brain on junk like, so, what, like what someone else thinks about us or how many likes I have on a Facebook post. Even worse, even worse, if you are a fixer like me, you obsess on what others think about others in your life. Am I driving the right car? Are my clothes nice enough? Am I too fat, too short, too old? Even worse, is my daughter too skinny, dressed properly, or with the right friends? We have so many ways to consume that brain energy. And listen to this. We feel sorrow or disdain for sociopaths. But what if they, the sociopaths, are on something valuable mentally? What if they're onto something really valuable? All mental disorders are on a spectrum, meaning there are degrees of dysfunction in our brain. And a sociopath is a term used to describe someone who has anti-personality disorder. And people with anti-personality disorder can't understand or care about others' feelings. In other words, they don't give two flying rips about what others are thinking or feeling. So if sociopaths care too little, does it logically imply that others care too much? Are people on the opposite end of the spectrum from sociopaths equally as dysfunctional mentally? Whoa, 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 whoa. 
That's powerful. Let me say that again. If sociopaths care too little, does it logically imply that others care too much? Are people on the opposite end of the spectrum from sociopaths equally as dysfunctional mentally? You see, when we feel responsible for others' issues, we are on the fast track to unhappiness. If we feel compelled to carry the mental water for others, we lose happiness in our single focused brain. We cannot enjoy this moment if we are vacillating between worrying about our own crap and the crap everyone else in our life is experiencing. Look, it's normal to worry about those we care about. However, we must develop the mental skill to prevent worry from becoming something more harmful. With practice, we can tell ourselves someone is going through a difficult time. However, they will be stronger for the challenging experience on the other side. Here's an example for you. Your 20-year-old child announces that he is going to quit college and spend a year backpacking in Australia with friends. <laughs> Someone reading this just felt a severe heart palpitation. Most parents would become apoplectic and obsess over worry, feeling highly compelled to fix the problem when it's their own child. However, watch this. When it is a fictitious example of a hypothetical person, we might think, hmm, hmm, it's kind of cool for a young person to seek adventures during the dawn of adulthood. You see, it's all perspective. It's all what we choose to care about. So the secret to happiness is to care less and love more. Now, caring less does not imply not caring at all. It is instinctual. It is instinctually impossible not to care about someone we love. But think of it this way. Caring is a mental investment in others at a given point in time. And we can indeed invest too much mental time in those we love. Happiness is a singular state of mind that changes depending on the thoughts we allow into our brain. This means it changes from moment to moment as we encounter one thought or another. I am happy about this delicious watermelon in one moment and unhappy about my flat tire in another moment. The challenge, people, is to string as many happy moments together at a time. And it takes practice and determination. But you can do this. You can do this. You will be far, far happier when you start examining the why behind your thoughts. Why am I upset about this? Why is this a big deal? Why am I spending my time considering this? Why is this issue my mental water to carry. Trust me, as a recovering fixer and chronic warrior, I am speaking from experience. But this is what's powerful. When you divest yourself from caring about insignificant things or other people's responsibilities, your brain will focus on things that matter. I feel wonderful today. This is a meaningful article that will help others. 
this is the positive things in our lives. Here's one last example. My oldest son graduated from college seven months ago. He found a good job and moved to Houston, Texas. The pandemic hit and his small startup company had to let him go. He is now interviewing for another position. So get this, I have the mental choice each day when it comes to thinking about him. I can worry and obsess over helping him in this next transition for life, or I can tell myself he's a smart guy who will figure things out. I care less about helping him and choose to trust his talent and abilities. Guess what? I am smiling about my choice. So I hope you found value in today's podcast. I hope that this podcast gave you something to really think about. Remember, this podcast is about, well, being crazy enough to challenge our own mind and how we see things so that we can go big in life. This podcast is for people crazy enough to win. Until next time.